In this Sound Theology Bite, I want to talk about hyper-Calvinism. What is hyper-Calvinism? Well, hyper-Calvinists typically argue that in order for a person to respond to the biblical exhortations to repent and believe, that person must have some confidence that they are elect so that they can know that they have a warrant to believe in Christ. Specifically, a person should make sure that they can discern the work of the Holy Spirit in their life before they put faith in Christ. Now, although this may sound like some theological hair-splitting, to affirm that someone must have confidence that they are elect before they put faith in Christ is actually a deadly teaching that must be soundly and certainly rejected. Nowhere does the New Testament tell us that we must meet a condition, like knowing that we are elect before we can believe in Christ. Scripture makes it clear that it is man's duty to believe, his responsibility to believe. Just consider uh, John three sixteen through 18. That says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Or, for example, Acts 16.31. The command is, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Or Mark 1.15. The time is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And so on. Texts like these could be multiplied many times over. The point here is only to say that the scripture does not encourage people ever to look inside themselves to see whether or not they are elect. Rather, the Bible calls people to turn outside themselves and believe in Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. There's a really good book called The Gospel Mystery of Sanctification by Walter Marshall. It's an older book, but he makes a great point when he warns us that we cannot have certainty of our election until we have exercised faith. To make a knowledge of election a prerequisite to faith, therefore, is to reverse the entire order of salvation. This is what Marshall writes. He says, quote, We cannot have certain knowledge of our election to eternal life before we do believe. It is a thing hidden in the unsearchable counsel of God until it be manifest by our effectual calling and believing on Christ. The apostle knew the election of the Thessalonians by finding the evidence of their faith, that the gospel came to them not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, and that they had received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Ghost. Therefore, we must believe on Christ before we know our election, or else we shall never know it and never believe. And it is no presumption for us to trust confidently in Christ for everlasting life before we have any good evidence of our election, because God who cannot lie hath made a general promise that whoever, whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed without making the least difference among them that perform this duty. So that's Marshall's uh, excellent point that you cannot... Assume that you're elect prior to your believing. And so, if we believe that we must have knowledge of our election before we believe, we will, as he says, never believe. That's terrifying. Hyper-Calvinism, therefore, is a damnable doctrinal mistake. I don't, min I want, don't want to miss word mince words at this point. It is truly a damnable doctrinal mistake because it can actually keep people from believing in Christ for salvation. We must be careful, therefore, not to allow, allow hyper-Calvinistic tendencies to creep in, in our preaching in evangelism. When it does, our evangelistic impulse will be muted, and we will turn into stuffy, selfish theologians with big heads and no heart for the lost. Listen to what John Frame, he's an excellent theologian. This is what he says about that. He says, I have heard, again, Calvinists say that our goal in preaching should be only to spread the word and not to bring conversion, since that is God's work. This result 
the result is often a kind of preaching that covers biblical content, but unbiblically fails to plead with sinners to repent and believe. Let us be clear on this point. The goal of evangelistic preaching is conversion, and the goal of all preaching is a heart response of repentance and faith. Because we trust in the sovereignty of God, we do not need to resort to psychological manipulation or arguing people into conversion. Nevertheless, the Apostle Paul is our model, and he labored to bring about conversions. Just consider how Paul talks in 1 Corinthians 9 here. He says, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant of all, that I may win more of them. To the Jews I have become as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I have become as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some." That's incredible. Paul had a passion to win people to Christ. He was not content in merely just preaching the gospel. He wanted people to be saved under his ministry. So he called people to repentance. Listen to this uh, text from 2 Corinthians 5.20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Yes, man is dead in his sins and trespasses. Yes, God is entirely sovereign over salvation. But don't let these truths keep you from freely and passionately calling all people to come to Jesus Christ for salvation and warning them of what will happen if they don't. To neglect the latter because of your commitment to the former is to depart from Scripture and the example of the apostles.